Ladies and gentlemen, let's dive right back into week three of the Fantasy Favorites podcast with your boys, Tony Squares and Chris Dell. As you know, Chris Dell is a member of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, the sports editor over there and lead fantasy analyst. And we are presented by the Pittsburgh Post Gazette on the North Shore Drive podcast, part of their family. We're also on YouTube, the uh, at PG Sports Now YouTube channel. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a subscribe and help this channel grow because as you know, we've been helping you for the past few weeks win your fantasy leagues going week by week. And last week was a doozy, Dell. Week two was huge. 13 of the 16 games scored more points than uh, people in certain places thought they would if you catch my drift. There were a lot of points scored in week two. Hoping it continues for week three. Excited for it, man. How you feeling after two weeks into the season? You feeling good about your uh, fantasy rankings, about your fantasy thoughts? I know you are still the king of kickers over there in the fantasy community. You are the number one ranker of kickers, which is a, a quite the title to have. But how you feeling overall? I'm feeling good, Tony. No one wants to hear about my fantasy teams, but uh, I'm in four main uh, season-long leagues. Went 4-0 this past week after a 2-2 two and two week one and uh, the main message of my fantasy favorites column in week two was to not overreact. And I think we did a good job of that overall. My, my kind of my lead was that, Hey, you know, there's a lot of one and O teams after week one in your fantasy leagues that are not good at all. Yep. Uh, yep. So you kind of got to hold steady. However, now that we have two weeks under our belts, I, I think the theme of the week is to not get comfortable. Uh, you might have a good team at two and O. Uh, don't get too comfortable and think your roster set in stone. Always be looking to churn those extra roster spots on your bench. Always be looking to make trades. Uh, mm. Personally, for me, I sent out messages yesterday to all the 0-2 teams in my league. I've got two, two or three 0-2 teams in every league. Try to spot their weaknesses, see if it lines up or, or uh, things I need on my roster, and, and, and we start the negotiation process, man. It's, it, it's, it's a grind, but I – it's getting to the fun part of the season, which is trade season and fantasy. So I'm excited, man. Week two, we're already picking at corpses over there in the Dell Fantasy Leagues. I love it. But let's go in. We're going to be talking about trade targets in future episodes. We're going to be going through, like, you should focus on these guys. You should hold on to these guys. And we have some new segments coming with this show because, as you know, as Chris Dell said, there's been two weeks of games. We're starting to get a sense of how these teams and how these players look. And we might have made some mistakes in our draft world. So we're going to focus in on what we should do now, what changes we should make right now. And yes, this works for every 2-0 team and 0-2 team out there for sure. But let's dive into the first position we're going to go down, a position that me and you have done really well prognosticating over the past two weeks. Last week, it was very funny. You had Anthony Richardson as a buy. I had Anthony Richardson as a sell. And we were both correct. In the first quarter, Anthony Richardson scored like 17 points, ran the ball in for two touchdowns, and then he doesn't finish the game and it's guard to meet you. So somehow we both won that. But we were doing pretty good as well. I gave out Jared Goff. I also gave up Baker Mayfield as a sleeper. You gave out Sam Howell as a sleeper. It was good. We were looking good on the quarterback positions. So we're diving in again. Dell, who's the first quarterback you want to give out that is a must start? Uh... I'm, I'm and I should say again, Dell, before you go, these quarterbacks, you know, you're always going to start Pat Mahomes. We're not trying to give you those, those, uh, the Pat Mahomesians of the world. We're giving you the guys that you decide between on your bench, the guy that's going to give you an advantage over your opponent, even if he has Pat Mahomes. These are the guys you're not thinking about. So I wanted to make sure the audience knew where we were going for with that. Dell, QB number absolutely. one. Absolutely. I mentioned that at the top of every column that I write as well for all the positions I talk about. Uh, but here's one thing is that I don't, I don't think this needs to be said, Tony, but I feel like I kind of have to say it, is mm. that you have to start Anthony Richardson. Uh, 
right now he's he's ranked as consensus quarterback 20 on the week and i think it's because a lot of people aren't expecting him to play i just want to throw that out there if he's playing you're starting him i've got him as qb1 overall this week ahead of jalen hurts ahead of josh allen ahead of patrick mahomes if he would have finished he's not playing he's not playing though he might play. He was at practice. I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, he might play. But I mean, I think they're going to be safe with their all-star quarterback concussions and all that stuff. I think, I think they if, played if it safe plays, in week two. Yeah, if he plays, you're starting him. I just want to get that out there. I've got him as QB one okay. until they rule him out. So he could have, he could have okay. completely broken the weekend in fantasy in week two. Uh, <laughs> I think he can truly finish as the quarterback one in fantasy points per game. But let me move on to someone a little further down the board. Let's say call it a borderline starter. Uh, and I think this guy's probably started in less than half your leagues because he's not really considered part of that top 10, top 12 mm. yet. I mentioned him as my sleeper last week. He's one of my favorite starters this week. And I'm, 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 going, uh, I'm going back again to uh, Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford is going to be uh, okay. a really good value because he's playing on Monday Night Football against the Cincinnati, yep. Cincinnati Bengals defense that has struggled – uh, to contain both Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson through the first two weeks. We've seen the emergence of Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, yep. the pass catching running back out of the backfield. Typically, I don't go to these pocket passer, non-rushing type of quarterbacks, but I believe that this if Joe Burrow plays, I'll be even more bullish on Stafford because that means at least the Bengals can push the pace on the other side of the ball. So Matthew Stafford's a guy, to me, I've got him ranked as QB 13 which is six spots ahead of consensus. The industry right now has him as QB 19 overall, and he'd be right in that QB top 10 range if it wasn't for an extremely tough matchup in week two against the San Francisco 49ers. And I thought he acquitted himself quite well in that game uh, too. Absolutely. So uh, I, I would love to go to Brock Purdy, but he plays tonight here on Thursday Night Football. He was my sleeper last week. I, I mistakenly said that. And I also like uh, uh, Geno Smith in that same range. But for me, the first, first main guy is Matthew Stafford. It's fun because Stafford's having an amazing season. We all thought the Rams were going to be terrible. He has not. He's thrown for over 300 yards in both of the games he's played. And yes, he doesn't have a lot of passing touchdowns, but that's because the Rams have scored four times a rushing touchdown, and all those rushing touchdowns have been right on the goal line. So we're, we're inches away from Puka Nakua scoring his first career touchdown after catching 72 balls in the first two weeks. So Matthew Stafford's numbers are definitely there. But the first quarterback that I'm going to give up, and this is a guy when you talked about he's not in the top 10 of quarterbacks, you know, he's just on the uh, just on the the cuff of that, he's he's not might not be starting all your leagues. I thought you were going to talk about the guy I'm about to talk about, and he's also a, a part of the LA sphere. No, no, it's not the Chargers quarterback. It's the guy who's playing the Chargers this week, and it's Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings. I hate Kirk Cousins. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan through and through. I despise Kirk Cousins wholeheartedly. But this dude, as we've seen in Minnesota, is slinging it once again. And it's because his defense stinks. They give up a lot of points, and they need to get a lot of points in order to compete. They can't run the ball at all. Alexander Madison's not doing well. They just traded for the piece of garbage that is Cam Akers. It's all about the passing offense in Minnesota. And that's because Kirk Cousins can still sling it at this old age. And I think he's going to do it against Los Angeles a lot. Los Angeles right now. Their defense is giving up the most yards per passing play in the entire NFL. Nine yards per attempt. That's that, uh, Give me that every single time. We saw what Tua did against them. We've seen these teams throw and throw and throw in Los Angeles. I think Kirk's going to continue that. I think they're going to need to to stay within the game. I love Kirk this week. The only thing that scares me, and it scares me about the longevity of Kirk Cousins, because Kirk has only been sacked four times this season. It's very low. 
Uh, C.J. Stroud, for instance, leads the NFL with 11 sacks on the season. As we know, the older you get as a quarterback, how do you get injured? We saw it with Aaron Rodgers. That's what happens when it's a sack. So Kirk's only been sacked four times, but he leads the league in how many times he's been hit when throwing the football. So he hasn't been sacked. He's gotten rid of the ball, but that offensive line is getting him beaten up. So that scares me for the longevity of Kirk Cousins. This is what we're talking about, trade targets for later. I think Kirk kills it this week, and if you have him on your team, you're starting him. And then in week four, you're looking like, hey, anybody need a quarterback? I got Kirk Cousins over here. He's leading the league in passing yardage. I think he could do it. Kirk Cousins is my start, and we're just looking towards the future of trying to sell high on that man. Dell, your second quarterback. I just will say that there are some reports out there that the Vikings lose this weekend to the Chargers and go and go to zero and three. They're in serious contention to want to get one of the quarterbacks in the draft, and I would not be surprised if in one or two weeks Kirk Cousins is a New York Jet. So I'm just oh going to put it out. There. Oh I don't know. If, I think his, his his efficiency might go down a little bit because it would be a run first, defense first type of team. But yeah. I, I think that Kirk, Kirk Cousins' strong chance he becomes a New York Jet in the next couple of weeks. Uh, based off of stuff I'm seeing. But anyways, I'm going to go on to my my next guy here. And, and I, I mentioned him briefly right at the end when I was talking about Stafford. It's Geno Smith. And he, he's, he's right out there. I actually have him ranked two spots ahead or three spots ahead, excuse me, of Matthew Stafford in that yeah. same range of Kirk Cousins. Uh, and, and the reason why is because, you know, again, we don't we didn't want to overreact to week one. And, and we saw in yeah. week two that Geno Smith is continuing his, his elite passing efficiency from last season in 2022, the weapons are there. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba started coming on a little bit in week two as well. And we saw him be one of the most accurate passers again in that game here. So I, I think when you're looking at a guy like Geno Smith, uh, he has a great matchup here. And whether Andy Dalton or Bryce Young likes to get the start for Carolina in week three, this is the defense that we can absolutely take advantage of and exploit. So I'm looking at a guy like Geno Smith. He usually he's usually good for about you know three four rushes or scrambles per game. He was the quarterback eight in fantasy points per game in week two. I, I think he only starts to get more comfortable. They started leaving some of their tight ends and two tight end sets in the chip block more because they're having some injuries across the offensive line. So I, I was very impressed overall from what Geno Smith did, uh, did there in, in week two uh, against a Lions team on the road that looked really good beating Kansas City in week one getting that overtime win. So. I, I've been aboard the Geno train. I, I was a little worried in week one. And for example, in one of my leagues, I benched him for Daniel Jones because I wanted the rushing upside of Daniel Jones and that worked out, but I'm more than comfortable going back to Geno Smith. Now that yes, the offensive line injuries were a concern. It looks like they've adapted and adjusted to that. And I'm fully trusting him as a borderline, if not inside the top 10 fantasy quarterback every week, moving forward for the rest of the year. The thing that scares me about Geno, I fully agree with everything you said about Geno. I'm happy Seattle's offense got back on track. But the thing that worries me about Geno is this matchup against Carolina, who has played pretty good pass defense over the past two weeks. Yes, Desmond Ritter was their first game. But again, Desmond Ritter looked a lot better against Green Bay than he did against Carolina. And then Derek Carr, who did pretty well in week one, only had about 228 passing yards versus this Carolina team. And two of those were very long plays to Rashid Jaheed and uh, um, um, Chris Olave, which, you know, are, are usually happen in New Orleans, but don't aren't necessarily going to happen every time you throw the ball down the field. So 
I'm with you on Gino. A little bit worried about this matchup. Uh, quarterback, I want to give up for my second quarterback. And um, and this is, a, this is a tough one because I have a couple names I want to look at, a couple names that I like. Dak Prescott going up against Arizona. They should beat the crap out of that team, but Arizona has let a quarterback run a touchdown in on them two straight weeks. Uh, Deshaun Watson, who I despise as a human being and as a football player, has a really nice matchup this week for Cleveland Plus with Jerome Ford, maybe Kareem Hunt running the ball. He's going to be needing uh, to pass the ball in order for them to win. But I'm going to go because I know Dell has his bust of the week coming up right after this. I'm going to give out a QB sleeper because I felt really good about my Baker Mayfield QB sleeper last week. So I'm going to give out a QB sleeper right now. And it's the man in Houston, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud has me and Dell playing offensive line for him for me right now. And he is under pressure. Most sacked, most sacked quarterback in the league. They cannot run the ball at all. And they need to pass the ball to stay in the game. He hit 300, had over 300 yards passing against Indianapolis last week to Nico Collins, to Tank Dell, to Robert Woods. Not exactly guys that jump off the page. C.J. Stroud, to me, has impressed me the most out of any rookie quarterback this season. I think he continues to do so with this juicy Week 3 matchup. The man is third in passing attempts in the entire NFL and fourth in yards and does not have a lot of touchdowns yet. I think there's a lot of volume here. I think C.J. Stroud is a great guy to have as your bench quarterback, and I think if you are in a pinch, you can start cj stroud this week a very juicy matchup and get some easy points off of this man big hit on cj stroud as my sleeper this week even though he's going to be under fire throughout the whole entire game he's just making it work he's making it work he's hitting every single throw i love cj stroud but dell you got the qb bust of the week who is it well i really like the cj stroud call he's third in the league in pass attempts right behind Kirk cousins and matthew stafford and they're letting him sling the rock and Absolutely. that was his biggest strength coming out of college was his accuracy. And they're letting yeah. him do that. And you saw Tank Dell, the rookie, we talked about him in our preseason show. Nico Collins is, is, is in that year two breakout mode. So he has some pretty decent weapons around him. I like that call. I've got him ranked 22, uh, three spots ahead of consensus. But I'm, I'm definitely uh, thinking about ranking him higher as we start getting some of those injury oh, I, reports because he's a little uh, banged up. But that that that's the one matchup that does worry me a little bit is that uh, Jacksonville, look at what they did to Patrick Mahomes in week two. Uh, but I, I do think he is a viable play uh, for that far down in the rankings for sure. I, I think I think there's no chance he ends as worse than QB 20. No chance. I think I think he's mid-teens for sure. But Dell, the bust of the week from the quarterback yeah. position. Ah, man, this one's tough because I, I went in thinking that he was going to be a bust for me. So this isn't necessarily going to be a guy I'm lower on the rankings versus the industry, but – a guy that maybe fantasy managers who see the current rankings in terms of stats. And it's your boy, Tony. It's Jordan Love. And he's right now the quarterback, too, in, in uh, fantasy points per game through two weeks, right? Small sample. He's been efficient. He's been great. He, he's, he's exceeded expectations. However, this New Orleans Saints defense is no joke. And in their mm -hmm. secondary, it's going to be a very tough matchup. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if, if Jordan Love does not get Aaron Jones back for this game or Christian yep. Watson. I think this is going to be the week you really see him start to miss those weapons. Yes, Jaden Reed, we talked about him many times on this show already. Love him to death. He's looking like a, a true breakout receiver. Uh, I think he's the best weapon until Jones and Watson get back. However, this is well, a very this tough matchup. Also, Musgoat, but okay. He, he he's not going. Yeah, Mus Musgrave, but uh, I, I don't Musgoat. think that Love. Must go. Yeah, I don't think that uh, Love is going to throw for he can't you you can't throw for three touchdowns every week and that's what's been propping no. up his efficiency yeah. and fantasy points. So it, it, I'm looking for some regression here back to the norm. 
Uh, I'd start Sam Howell over uh, over Jordan Love. I, I'd I'd start Justin Fields. I'd start CJ Stroud over Jordan Love. I'd start CJ Stroud over Jordan Love. I'm telling you that right that, now. That's yeah. That was that was the one where I looked at it and I said I think I want to bump Stroud up a little bit if he's fully healthy yeah. because I I would be more confident in the passing volume from CJ Stroud over Jordan yeah. Love as well. So I'll agree with you there. Now I'm with you. It's going to be a struggle bus. I'll be talking about Green Bay soon, but that is it for our quarterback breakdown. Now we're going to debut a new segment. Okay, we are right now, as in week two, looking into week three. We've drafted our teams. We've started a few players. And listen, some of us, I like the Scottish Warriors staring down the English as they're coming at us on horse-drawn cavalry with their big spears and suits of armor. And we're just sitting there with a pot lid for a shield and a piece of wood for a sword. And we're sitting there and we're scared. We're pissing down our kilt legs, okay? And we don't know what we're going to do. But then William Wallace stands there and he looks at us with his paint on his face and he screams out, hold. So Dell. You are William Wallace, and I'm going to read down a couple of fantasy names right now that we don't know whether we should just get rid of and run away, scared into the woods, or if we should William Wallace and hold because the worst has happened and this will pay off in the future. So here's a couple of names that are ugly right now. You need to tell us what we're going to do. First name, be very quick with this. Uh, Justin Fields, quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Hold or run away? Um, I'm holding because once they let him actually start running, he's going to be back inside that top 10. Interesting. What about uh, this man? <laughs> I have to double check this, but I'm pretty sure he ran for negative yards last week. And he le- he led the league in rushing the year before. Josh Jacobs, Las Vegas Raiders. Hold or run away? Well, it's, it's the question is, is it is it sell or is it buy? And you can't sell at someone's low point. So if anything, you buy low because he's getting 20 touches a game. You can't find that usage that, uh, that often across the, the current NFL landscape at running back right now. So I, if anything, you got to either hold or buy low. Speaking of usage, uh, Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans. This is an interesting situation there. Are we holding? We drafted Damian to be our RB2 possibly. Are we holding or are we looking for a replacement? Well, I mean, I'm not comfortable starting him, but you're not cutting him to waivers. If you can if you can package him in a trade, try to package Pierce with someone else, do a two-for-one, trade two players, get one better player, quality over quantity, throw him in a three-for-two, a four-for-three, whatever you want to do. I, I try to sell Damian Pierce now because that offense is pass first, and he's not playing all the passing downs at running back. For our Steelers fans, are we holding or trying to get rid of Najee Harris? Ooh, Will it get well, that? I mean, well, well, here's the thing. Better, they play the Raiders this week. So if Najee, Najee should have a decent game, you sell him the second that game is over and trade him away <laughs> after this game. That's what you do with Najee. You don't sell him now because no one's buying. But the second he falls in the end zone, you trade him away. Last one I'll give out. Kyle Pitts. You've probably I mean, drafted him fifth, sixth, seventh tight end off the board during the draft. He's your TE1. He's disappointed yet again. This Atlanta offense is disappointed once again passing the ball. What's going on? Are we starting Zach Ertz? Are we picking up uh, Hayden Hurst or Logan Thomas or whoever else we can get? Or are we holding for Kyle, the hope of Kyle Pitt? Well, it's all the guys I sold on last week. Hayden Hurst played as a part-time player. Logan Thomas got hurt, just like I said. Zach After Hurst catching a just- touchdown. Yeah, Zach Ertz, he's, he's got like 90 targets and 20 yards. I mean, it's the most, yep. like, the biggest power. But are you holding power Kyle power. Pitts? Are we brave hard hold? Well, it's going to get better. 
if you listen to the show, you never drafted Kyle Pitts. If you took our advice, you never drafted Kyle Pitts. So it goes without saying you get, you don't need Kyle Pitts. I would consider cutting him to waivers. Let one of your other opponents pick him up thinking he's a buy low and let them suffer the misery because take the clip from a couple weeks ago when I said that there's a possibility Johnny Smith might run more routes and get more targets than Kyle Pitts because Johnny Smith is Arthur Smith's boy from Tennessee. And that's how it is right now in Atlanta. It's a sad story, man. It is a sad story. All right, that's it for our Braveheart Hold segment of the week. Let's move on to the running backs. Dell, you're going to give us two. I'm going to give us two. And then I believe you have our sleeper of the week in the running back section. So uh, I would let you go first usually because you give up more running backs than I do. But you've already brought up the first guy, and I kind of already gave him away in the hold segment. Look, I'm looking straight at the camera if you're watching at PG Now YouTube Sports Channel. You're just going to have to listen if you're on the North Shore Drive podcast channel brought to you by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Nailed that plug already. Great job. Pat me on the back. But I'm looking straight into the camera and I'm telling you this. If you were one of the Steeler fans that foolishly drafted Najee Harris as your RB1, RB2, and you've been suffering, you're probably an 0-2 team. You're probably struggling. People are making fun of you in your league. I get it. We've all been there. We all have hope. We all have dreams, and sometimes they don't come to fruition. But this is the week, my friend. This is the week that you start Najee Harris, and he actually produces. Because if it isn't this week against this matchup for this team, then it's never, ever, ever going to happen. The Las Vegas Raiders, I mean, they, 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 they are terrible. They are a bad football team. They give up huge rushing yards to absolutely anybody. Everyone on the Bills last week, all three of their running backs produced at a fantasy level last week. If Najee Harris cannot do it this week, then you got to cut ties and never touch him again because this right now is why you drafted him. You start Najee Harris, he's going to have a good week, and if he doesn't, he's probably going to get cut from the Steelers. That's it. That's it for Najee Harris. Dell, who's the first running back you want to talk about? Yeah, I agree with 100% on that. Then you trade him away, like I said. I mean, that, that's the only option you got right now. If you can't do it against the Raiders, you can't do it against anybody. I, I really, I actually really like a guy I've been warming up to a little bit. I think the matchup on paper is, is pretty good. Um, and that's James Cook from Buffalo. And James Cook has really established himself oh, as boy. a clear starter. Now, look, the, 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 there's a couple drawbacks with Cook. One is that yeah, certain games, his, his target share will go down because Josh Allen will scramble and not look to check down. But they have been drawing up design targets to the running back, mm-hmm. and those have all gone to James Cook. It does concern me a little bit. He has yet to get a goal line or, or a inside the five carry in his career. They're Dale, not terrible. using him in Dale. that capacity. Dell, it is so terrible. It is so, as a man who owns James Cook in a big league for me, it's so Latavius Murray is the bane of my existence, but yes, I know. keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's Latavius Murray, and then Damian Harris also got a touchdown last week too. So it's both those guys rotating back. But James Cook is explosive, and this is a matchup where the Bills are pretty hefty favorites. And in this type of matchup, you know there are going to be those times where James Cook does break off a, a, a touchdown of longer than five or ten yards. Those things are going to come. So I, I think when you look at the overall running back landscape right now. James Cook is right around that RB10 range, you know, right around the likes of Derrick Henry, uh, Raheem Mostert, who popped off last week, Ramondre Stevenson. Yep. You know, he's living he's living up to the draft tag so far, and he hasn't scored a touchdown yet, which means that those touchdowns, even if there aren't going to be many, they're, they're, they still are going to come eventually. So I think in this matchup is where I want to take advantage. We saw uh, teams have had decent success running the ball against Washington, even though they have a pretty good pass rush. We saw in week one, James Conner had a pretty good game. Javante Williams had a pretty decent uh, day in week two when they played against Denver, too. So he's my first running back favorite of the week. 
I like that. I like that. And go with a uh, running back number two. We want to talk about here, Dell. Who's your second running back that you're ready to dive in on? Yeah, you know, I, I gotta dive say out on. Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta say this is a tough week uh, for me because I feel like I'm in line with a lot of the consensus rankings out there. But, mm. um, you know, one guy, I'm, I'm gonna stick to a guy that I'm probably a little bit lower on. I'm not gonna say he's a full fade for me overall uh, in my rankings, but. I'm gonna look to uh, I'm gonna look to the Packers, right? If if for some reason Aaron Jones doesn't play last week, I was surprised that AJ Dillon was uh, pretty much like a, a consensus must start around the industry. He was one of the most popular players in DFS. Yeah. This guy is extremely inefficient. It seems like he's been getting worse year after year. And yep. against this Saints defense, this the Saints have had one of the best run defenses in the league for the last couple of year now is they're, they're all systems go. So I, I expect this to be a pretty low scoring game and AJ Dillon's going to start losing work. Even if Aaron Jones doesn't play, I know the options are limited behind him, but uh, yeah, he, he's a, he's a guy in previous years as a starter. I would have probably had him ranked around top 20, top 25. Uh, I've got him at RB 42 right now. And it's 13 spots lower than consensus. He's got to trip and fall into the end zone to give you any type of value because he's not catching passes. He's not breaking off big plays. And, and if, if the Packers are going to do anything, it's going to be through the air with Jordan Love. So I, I'm just completely out benching A.J. Dillon at all costs. And in leagues with short benches, I'd even be comfortable uh, dropping him to waivers. Let one of your own other opponents uh, pick him up, yeah. thinking they got some type of steal yeah. for the week. It's uh it's sad that two times in a row now you've gone against a Green Bay player. It really hurt me here, buddy. I haven't talked about the Bengals. I haven't talked about your own two Bengals at all, but no, we're just going to keep bagging that's on a, that's the Green Bay one, Packers. Buddy. That's okay. All right, let me go to my uh, running back, and I'm actually selling this guy as well. I don't want any part of him, and he probably was your number one free agency pickup. He probably was spent a lot of fab bucks on him if you're into some type of a free agency auction type thing, and it's Jerome Ford of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, uh, uh it stinks that what happened what happened to Nick Chubb. You know, thank goodness they did not show it on uh, the replay on the telecast. I was very happy with that. That was a great decision by ESPN. It stinks that Nick Chubb is an awesome person. We hope he comes back healthy. Jerome Ford, they have a lot of trust in. Stefanski came out and said, even though they signed Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford is our starter. We are going with Jerome Ford. And again, in this game, we might not see a lot of Kareem Hunt. He's just getting back acc acclimated to the world of the NFL. So this should be Ford's show, at least for this one week. And he's facing a terrible opponent for him uh, i'm not a fan of the cleveland offensive line with all the injuries that they've had obviously the passing has not been very well on them ford is going to get a lot of touches but the two running backs who were also backups already that tennessee titans have faced jamal williams 18 rushes for 45 yards and then joshua kelly last week 13 rushes for 39 yards it's not shown that you're able to run the ball on tennessee yet Tennessee can pa uh, give up the passing plays, though. They've been very bad against the pass over the first two weeks, so that might be Cleveland's mindset here. Give Jerome Ford a couple of touches. Doesn't work early. We're passing it over the top to try and beat this Tennessee team. Maybe Jerome Ford gets a touchdown at the goal line. I'm not sure about that. I don't trust it, and I'm not starting Jerome Ford. I know you just got him in free agency. You want to play him. There's a reason you went out there and got this man. I don't think you can comfortably start him this week. Uh, Dell. You have a sleeper of the week from the running back position, and you just threw AJ Dillon into a into a grave. So I'm wondering who you starting over AJ Dillon here. Who's your sleeper of the week? Yeah, uh, it's actually going to be one of his opponents this week, and oh, it's going to be goodness. the rookie Contre Miller from the New Orleans Saints. 
Uh, okay. th- this is a guy who buried on the depth chart in the preseason because Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, but Alvin Kamara is still suspended for two more games. Jamal Williams is going to be out multiple weeks now with a hamstring injury that he suffered last week on Monday Night Football. Condre Miller did not play in that game. He was a healthy scratch yeah. because he's been dealing with a hamstring injury of his own. Yeah. However, this guy's a pr- pretty talented rookie that, that that had some pretty good buzz going about him in preseason and training camp. And this is a run-funnel type of defense. The Packers uh, force you to run on them because they're elite in the secondary in terms of defending the pass. Derek, Derek Hart will get me started on him. Uh, that's a whole other podcast for another day because I, I think he's one of the worst passers in the league. However, I think the running game behind that offensive line We'll have success here. Tony Jones Jr., I mean, let's be – the guy had like 14 carries for 27 yards. He's not yeah, doing he's, anything. He's not a good, he he's not a good running back. Andre Miller has explosiveness, and we've seen explosive running backs have success against this Packers defense. So, for me, I think he's the absolute number one pickup of the week outside of Jerome Ford. I think I disagree with you a little bit. Ford, mm. you can start him. It depends who your options are, right? But Andre Miller, I've got him ranked as RB27 right now. That's 19 spots ahead of consensus. I think that consensus ranks – moves up a little bit as he starts to get healthier, but I'm pretty yeah. high on him. I think he's, he's a, a solid RB3 slash flex uh, spot start if you need one this week. Okay, that's uh, it for the running back position. Before we move on to the wide receivers, we are debuting yet another new segment. Do you remember, Dell? during the pandemic, it was a dire time. We were just looking for any content that, that we could get out there, and this wonderful little Instagram account started putting – old rappers that we kind of remember against each other during a Instagram live and they called it versus we're doing a versus right now. I got four verses for you where you're going to have to tell me I'm torn between these two guys. What guy could I go in for And a caveat and add on an addendum to this versus segment? Each one of these verses, Dell, same position, same team. So you got to tell me who's the guy we're going to go to. And we've already talked about the first one, yeah. Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, who are you picking up? Jerome Ford, 110% every single day of the week. <laughs> oh, wow. Stop with this. Like, this old school football people, they only know how to root for the teams. They don't know anything about analytics or fantasy or betting. They think Kareem Hunt, still the running back he was in Kansas City. Look at his efficiency metrics last year, Tony. They were absolutely terrible. If any NFL team thought Kareem Hunt was any good at all, he would have been signed him. already. Jerome Ford finishes him. the year – with double the amount of touches as Kareem Hunt does this season, put it in the bank, book it right now, man. Whoever's editing this show, please clip that out because that that's a social media clip right there. Second versus, okay, and this trade happened. Cam Akers was sent from the Los Angeles Rams to the Minnesota Vikings for an exchange of late 2026 draft picks. I didn't know you could trade draft picks that far into the future. Uh, Warren Sharp. Wonderful on Twitter. Warren Sharp attributed it to the same amount as a medium cheese pizza. That's what Cam Akers was traded for. And my question to you, Dale, your boy Alexander Madison or Cam Akers versus who you pick? Because Alexander Madison has stunk so far. Yeah, but the, the whole the whole running game has stunk. They've they played two of the tougher run defense in the league. I'm, I'm sticking with Madison. Man. He's, he's going to catch the passes. This is a really mm. good matchup on paper against the Chargers. I, I think that Madison can be started this week, believe it or not. I mean, look, they traded mm. a seventh-round pick for a sixth-round pick. They essentially gave Cam Akers away for free. Uh, yep. I, I just, I'm passing on Cam Akers. I, I'm not high on Madison, but I'm passing on Akers, man. I'd rather take Ty Chandler this one, than flyer on him. 
This one's interesting. I actually just dropped Ty Chandler in the league because of this trade. Uh, this one's interesting uh, because this team also has not been able to get the running game going. We thought that would be a running offense, and I drafted one of these guys, and he was supposed to be the starter, but now this rookie has definitely been more explosive in the beginning here. It's the Chicago Bears, Dell. These two running backs, Khalil Herbert or Roshan Johnson, which one are you picking up? Well, Roshan. Roshan's more available on waivers, but I'm actually, I'm keeping Roshan. If I had to pick one and, and cut the other, I'm keeping Roshan because within two, two weeks or less, he's going to be the starter there. And Herbert's going to go back to that change of pace role. They've already been talking about it publicly to the media. Roshan's the guy you want. I agree with you. And the last one, and this one involves a, a running back that you gave out last week, and uh, he killed it. He absolutely destroyed it, and I was very angry about it. Was it last week or the week before? No, no, it was a Thursday night game. You were so down. You were so up on this man. Thursday night game, and he destroyed it, and it's in Philly. We don't know Kenneth Gainwell's availability due to injury, but should he come back for week three? Who you got, man, DeAndre Swift or Kenneth Gainwell? It has to be Swift because he, he's a mm. pass-catching specialist. I mean, the guy ran for 170 yards. You can't just bench yeah, a guy did. like that. So <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's Swift. If you got to pick between the two, you want the upside. You want the ceiling. You want Swift. All right, let's move on to wide receivers, my friend. It's time to dive in. Let's give out your first wide receiver for the week. Which guy are you going with? Because I got to tell you, man, I – I it's interesting for me. I got a lot of names written down. I'm not in love with any of them. I'll tell you, I have more sells than buys this week. Uh, but who are you giving me out for wide receiver one? Who's your winner? Yeah, well, a couple guys are sells for me, too. But the first guy I want to touch on, he's the cover boy for my rankings article. And that's Amari Cooper. I'm extremely high on Amari Cooper this week. Wow. The, okay. the, you mentioned you mentioned it. Think about the Titans defense. They, they, they stopped the run. They're a they're, you know, we call the Packers a run funnel. They invite you to run on them. The Titans are the opposite. They're a pass funnel. They're one of the few true pass funnel defenses in the NFL. They invite yep. you to throw the ball. It's going to be ugly from Watson. Don't get me wrong. But Amari Cooper is the alpha wide receiver in this offense. There was a chance he, would just, he wasn't even going to play against the Steelers on Monday Night Football. He winds up turning in a monster performance. Uh, you know, he's playing the best ball of his career. He's a guy I used to dog on a lot. Amari Cooper back in his days in Las Vegas and Dallas. But He's actually getting better with age, and the matchup is prime on paper. None of the other receivers are competing with him for target share whatsoever in this offense. I expect him to get between 10 to 15 targets and finish the week as a borderline top five, top 10 receiver. Okay, Amari Cooper, there it is. Uh, Dell, you've already touched on this team quite a bit, uh, and I'm not meaning to do this because, again, I love this team with all of my heart. I have uh, jerseys, I have hats, I have lanyards, I have, every, I have a coffee cup, I have coasters, everything about the Green Bay Packers. You've sold out on Jordan Love, said he's not going to have a good week. You've sold out on A.J. Dillon, you said he's not going to have a good week. I'm selling out on all Green Bay wide receivers. I don't care if Christian Watson comes back from the hamstring injury. I don't care if Romeo Dobbs has two touchdowns. I don't care that Jaden Reed has looked very explosive, and I'm very excited for his future. This is going to be a really tough week at home in the home opener for this Green Bay team. Watch him now that me and Dell sold on him. They'll score 40 points somehow, but I just don't think you can feel comfortable starting any of the Green Bay wide receiver options. Even if you have Christian Watson, you've been waiting to start him. You probably drafted him very early. He was the first Green Bay wide receiver off the board, and finally he could be healthy in week uh, in week threes. A limited practice participant right now during the week, but maybe he starts and you're like, finally I get to use Christian Watson. I'm so excited. I wouldn't, man. I'm very nervous about how this team plays 
against this very strong New Orleans defense. Now, has New Orleans played two lackadaisical offenses? Maybe. Absolutely. Maybe. But I still don't trust that they can do it against this defense. I'm worried about Green Bay. I'm sitting all their wide receivers. Dell, your second wide receiver. Yeah, my, my second wide receiver. I feel like this is common sense, but I guess it needs to be said because right now he's ranked as wide receiver 24 uh, going against the New England Patriots. And if, and if we know Bill Belichick's good for anything, it's in taking away yeah. the best weapon on the opposing team. And I think a, yeah. a healthy Brees Hall, maybe they would try to take him away. But I, I think it's it's hard to say that Garrett Wilson is not the number one best option in this offense with the Jets. And I think Bill Belichick takes him away in this game. I've got – Look, Garrett Wilson, if you're desperate at your flex, I've got him at wide receiver 35, so I'm not telling you to bench him outright. I'm telling you, if you've got better options, I'd start Tutu Atwell over Garrett Wilson this week. I'd start I'd start mm. Gabriel Davis, George Pickens, Jordan Addison. The list goes on and on. So wide receiver 35 for me, 11 spots lower than consensus. Zach Wilson's accuracy issues are a major problem, and you take away that one catch and run that Wilson had last week and he had a really down game. So uh, I'm tempering my expectations a lot uh, for this Patriots matchup against the Jets. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, um, I hear you. And sadly, it's another sell for me when we're talking about wide receivers and it's all the dudes in Washington. Listen, Sam Howell has looked not that great. In my opinion, I love Terry McLaurin. You hunt. I almost put Dotson in the hold uh, uh, list because I'm not sure whether you want to keep Dotson or try to get rid of him. It's not been good so far. You probably drafted him early, but this Buffalo defense has done really well against wide receivers. Obviously we saw Zach Wilson, but last week against Jimmy Garoppolo, which is, was a pretty potent offense in week one, uh, uh, Devontae Adams, who's the best wide, one of the best wide receivers in the world, still did pretty well, 84 yards and a touchdown on six receptions. But if you look at the overall attempts, no other wide receiver even came close to doing anything on that team. So I don't believe Devontae Adams exists on the Washington uh, roster right now. I'm very worried. A lot of dump-offs to the running back, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson-type game. I don't think it's going to be a huge day for the wide receivers. And and you got to look at weather. There's a like a tropical storm tornado thing that's about to hit that whole area. That whole world of games in Baltimore, games in Washington, and the Maryland area is going to be a swamp, supposedly, on Sunday. I'd pay attention to that. So I'd, if I had a Washington wide receiver slated to start, I would pay attention to the weather and really look at trying to get someone else to start in that position. I'm selling Washington wide receivers. Dell, you have uh, 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 the stash of the week for the wide receiver position. Who might that be? Yeah, so this is a guy that I wrote about in my uh, waiver wire article, and, and he came on with double-digit targets last week, had a really big game. And, and look, like this guy, I'm sure he was added in a lot of leagues, but there are a lot, quite, a few, quite a few people who play in 10-team leagues with shorter benches, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, to me, I still think that there's a lot of value on Tank Dell, the slot receiver rookie out of, the, uh, out of Houston. We talked about C.J. Stroud and the Texans opening up this pass attack. And even after waivers went through this week, we're still sitting at Jaden Reed, 17% owned from what I'm seeing, and Tank Dell, 19%. Now, I talked about Jaden Reed already, and if you haven't picked him up, I still think you should. I would actually mm. pick him up over Tank Dell. But Tank Dell is right up there with him, especially in full PPR leagues where, you know, the, the, the defenses of 2023 are designed to eliminate the big play, right? And that means a lot of too high safety shells, which means a lot of these slot shifty short receivers with speed they're benefiting from that because a lot of these quarterbacks have to go underneath in these short to intermediate routes tank dell with noah brown to hurt in week two 
completely absorb that full-time slot role for Houston. This is a team that's going to be playing wide receiver, uh, three wide receiver sets at one of the highest rates in the league. He absolutely tore it up in terms of his target domination and usage in college. And we see that translating already with C.J. Stroud, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, and then the veteran Robert Woods. You're going to see consistent target shares going their way week to week in this offense. So I think if you haven't yep. picked him up already, I think he's a solid flex play in full PPR leagues. And I definitely think he does not uh, deserve to be on your waiver wires. He deserves at least a spot on your bench for now. That was one of the verses I had written down that we didn't get to was Tank Dell versus Robert Woods. I'm interested to see who gets the better share because I think Nico's the number one there. And I do think Tank Dell and Robert Woods, with Houston being as far behind as they're going to be in most games, can be serviceable spot start players. It's just deciding which one you want to go on. But I do like Tank Dell as the stash of the week from the wide receiver position. Before we move on to tight ends, before we move on to kicker, kicker, chicken, dinner, whatever it's called, we have a quick little new segment. Uh, we did this last week. It was kind of a buy or sell segment, but Dell wanted to add a third option because sometimes you're not full buy. Sometimes you're not full sell. Sometimes it's sort of like a holding position, maybe trying it out for a few weeks, see if it sticks. So we decided to name this segment, marry, pluck, kill. Yes. Don't edit that out. It's marry, pluck, kill. Marry means you're fully head over heels. You think this guy's the future. You're taking him. You're, you're hitching it, hitching your wagon to him. It's definitely going to work out. Pluck is you're not too sure, but you're intrigued. You're interested. You might want to try it out for a few weeks, see how it feels. Maybe you marry him later, but right now we're just plucking. And then the last one is we're letting it go. We're killing. There's no chance this is going to work. So a few names here. We'll rifle through them fast, Dell, and you're simply giving me a marry, pluck, kill. First one, you made this mistake last week, Zach Ertz. Uh He's he's a he's the pluck if you just need a tight end to start because as long as he's playing, he's gonna get married. He's got 72 targets in two weeks. 72 Uh, targets and seven yards. (laughs) This one, this one you also made a mistake on last week. I'm allowing you to change your mind here. Two two Atwell, the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, I'm 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 marrying him. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, two two. I will I will capitulate. I will capitulate and change my stance on two two Atwell. Van Jefferson's going to be the one that sits when Cooper Cup comes back, right? He has to. Those two well, those two young guys have played too well. I know it's different but, positions, but, and they're very strict, and, like, who's the X, yeah. who's the Y, but, like, Van Jefferson does nothing to that team. I'm worried 2-2 will lose the slot routes when Cup – but Cup might not come back till at least week five, so you're good with 2-2 for now. Another guy who really impressed these first two weeks, Nico Collins of the Houston uh, Texans. Oh, that, that's, that, that's Mary. No prenup needed. Okay. All right. Uh, this guy is the T one in some formats. Hunter Henry of the New England Patriots. Uh, man, it, it, it's a Mary because of Bill O'Brien opening up that pass. Matt Jones leads the league in pass attempts. Man, it's a Mary all day. Okay. We're, we're, Chris Dell is throwing out engagement rings like it's nobody's business. This one was interesting. Great first week. Not a great second week. His snap counts went down, and the guy who played more than him looked like the second coming of the best running back in the world. But I do think there's opportunity still there. You probably picked him up off of waivers if you didn't draft him. So you're wondering, marry, pluck, kill, Tyler Algier. Ooh, I would say he, he's in the middle for me. He's a pluck because B. John just looks better and better week to week. Algier will get mm-hmm. you those touchdowns every now and again, but I don't think it's going to be a 50-50. It's going to be more like a – 60 40 65 35 so it's it's more in the middle for me now 
Okay, this one I'm giving out because he made one of the best uh, Instagram posts, social media posts I've ever seen. He scored his first touchdown, then he did like a baby photo with the said ball. Kylan Granson of the Indianapolis Colts, who has a lot of targets for Indy and has produced with those targets. But if you're looking for a spot tight end, we marry, pluck, kill uh, Kylan Granson. Uh, I, I, it's been impressive. Don't get me wrong. I love the Instagram post. Very cool. Uh, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say pluck. I've got him at uh, tight end 27. This, I just think there's better options out there on the waiver yeah. wire. Uh, yeah. They, they, they run like four or five tight, tight ends at a time. So they do. They do. I right, another India, uh, another Indianapolis player here. And we don't know if Anthony Richardson or if uh, Gardner Minshew is going to play, but I will tell you this dude's going to play because he started last week and no one else had a carry from the running back position. Talking about volume. He had it. Zach Moss of the Colts, Mary pluck kill. Yeah, you have to marry that type of usage. Ooh, we're marrying yeah. Zach Moss. Yeah, I mean, you have to. What are you going to do? You're not You're not going to cut him. Uh, I mean, he's getting you 20-plus touches a game. They might not be the most efficient, but you got you to take that. Last one, Dell, and this one's going to be tough. I want an answer for each of them. I want to marry, I want to pluck, and I want to kill. And you're, you're the, the pool you get to pick from is every single Kansas City wide receiver <laughs> because there's so much going on there. Snap counts all over the place. Targets all over the place. I have no idea what to do. Marry, pluck, kill Kansas City wide receivers. Who's you marry? Who's you pluck? Who's you kill? And then there's three guys we're just not going to know what to do with. Uh, I'm not I'm not marrying any of them, Tony. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, like the, it's like that season of The Bachelor where he doesn't wind up marrying anybody at the end. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm choosing to be single on that one. Um, you know, I, I would say buy low. to fool around for a week. Yeah, buy, buy low on Pacheco. I think there's maybe some value there down the road. But that's that's the only <laughs> thing I would say. I, I I would pluck Pacheco. Oh, not even picking a wide receiver then. Bunch no. of ugly wide receivers in Kansas City. That's it for the Mary Pluck Kill segment of the show. Dell, I know we've gone long. Let's give up one tight end each that we think is going to do well, a defense and a kicker. So you're one tight end that you think is going to do pretty dang well this week. We both killed it, by the way, with our tight end picks last week. You had uh, uh, Ferguson, who thanks to a touchdown, was the ninth overall tight end. I had Laporta, who had a great day for Detroit. He was the 11th overall tight end. We're doing well over, over week after week with the uh, tight end position. Who's your one tight end to go with? Well, I would say Ferguson. I don't want to do that again. But I had uh, Ferguson on my I, I, short I, I, list I as well. Let's go. Let's go back against your Packers, man. I talked about Condre Miller. Let, let's go to Taysom Hill. Unbelievable. Get Taysom out of here. No, Taysom get, Hill. Get the... uh, just just hear, me hear me out, Squares. Hear me out, Squares. Taysom Hill, I've got him ranked as my tight end 10 on the week. And it's, it's for the simple fact that he's the only tight end in the league that gets rushing attempts. And, and you're yeah. basically playing a running back at tight yeah. end. He could yep. throw a pass. He could catch, he could catch a pass. He's going to get at least five to 10 carries in this game. He might lead the team in goal line rushes inside the yeah. five, inside the 10 rushes. He had nine carries for 75 yards. 7.5 points is like a tight as a top 10 tight end these days. So the play the upside. I, I'd take him. I, I would play him over Darren Waller. I know he plays tonight, Thursday night football. I'm t- I got I got Darren Waller buried in my rankings. Taysom Hill's a top ten option for me this week. I hate you so much, Dell, but I'm going with my tight end with a guy that you uh, uh, you you waved the flag for during the offseason of a tight end you circled and you wanted to go after, and he has not had a good start. This team offensively has not had a good start. If it wasn't for a George uh, Pickens 80-yard slant route that went to the house for some reason, they would have zero offense whatsoever on this team, but 
I do believe this is the week Pat Frymuth has a real chance at getting some Let's good go. fantasy numbers because the Las Vegas Raiders the last two weeks – in week one, they uh, let the tight end position combined get seven receptions for over 50 yards. In week two, they let the tight end position combined get eight receptions for over 50 yards and a touchdown. Both of the teams that they played played multiple tight ends. It did not have a set starter like Buffalo. They have uh, both Dawson Knox and Kincaid out there all the time, but they're running those same tight end routes. Frymuth is the lone player for Pittsburgh. Yes, they have Washington out there, the rookie sometimes, but he's mostly there for blocking, doesn't run a lot of routes. It's all Frymuth, and it's going to be all Frymuth in this game. I think he has a chance to have a huge production day, huge volume day. Pat Frymuth is my starter tight end for this week. Dell, the defensive you... Dell of the week. Love, love Exc- the excited game. for him, man. <laughs> uh, week, one, week one, your defense was the worst defense in the world, 32nd ranked. Week two, though, came up a little bit. The Green Bay Packers, 21st. Made Desmond Ritter look yeah. like an actual quarterback. Wasn't too happy about that. 21st. Let's get let's get in the top 15 with your defensive pick of the week this week, Dell. Keep in mind, I'm trying to pick defenses ranked outside of, like, the top 15. Yes. So cut me a little Correct. bit of slack here, Correct. right? Correct. Uh, this, is a, this is a tough one. There's three defenses I like that are all – Industry consensus ranked around defense 10, and I've got them around defense number five. Uh, you know, I'm going to go a little bit. You know, we're not going to go. Let's stick outside the top 10. I'm going to stick to my top 10, top 15 outside. I'm going to keep taking these long shots because some of these leagues, you, your options might be limited. A lot mm-hmm. of traditional fantasy players, that they're very like they, – they like the roster multiple defenses, so the waiver isn't that good. I think the Tennessee Titans are a viable defense this week against the Cleveland Browns. We've seen how – look, wow. we know what the Browns – the Browns need to run in order to have success and to make Correct. Watson at least semi-comfortable, but they're not going to be able to run, which means more pass attempts for Watson, which means more buffoonery, more turnovers, yeah. more crazy wacky tip passes. Uh, this yeah. Titans pass rush is legit. So I've got Tennessee ranked as my defense 12 industry has them as defense 17 i i think they're a more than viable start this week against cleveland uh even on the road tennessee titans i actually chose to pick up seattle over tennessee because seattle's playing carolina now now it might be andy dalton though and and andy dalton might make that carolina offense better than bryce young is right now so i might have got to pick up tennessee myself but dell you are the number one kicker picker in the fantasy community right now over the first two weeks. And on this show, you've given out two really good kickers week after week, each of them landing in the top 10 or better. Dell, yeah. who is the kicker, kicker, chicken dinner of week three? Okay. So we got to go with that. Like, we can't repeat on this one, right? We don't want to repeat guys on this one. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. It, sh- it should be like a, it should be like a survivor KO. It should be like a survivor KO. Because you can't pick them again. Yeah, because I'm still higher on Aubrey and McManus this week. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, however, the next guy I'm highest on compared to the industry is Greg Joseph, kicker for the Minnesota Vikings. This is the highest total game on the slate. You're going to hear me say this a lot this year when it comes to kickers. Uh, yeah. He's at home on the fast track in a dome. That's always better for kickers. You don't have to worry about yeah. the weather concerns that you've talked about. I've got him as my kicker number nine. Uh, he's industry consensus kicker 13. Uh, I think he's a, a definitely a great start this week at, at kicker in fantasy and that is it for the fantasy favorites podcast of week three thank you for sticking it out with us we dove through all the positions we brought you new segments talked about a lot of players and are very excited for the third week of football season i would love to see the chargers win a game 
I know Dell would love to see the Buccaneers lose a game. There's a lot going on that we did not expect, but we're trying to wade through the waters and give you the insights that we can. Again, brought to you by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, part of the North Shore Drive podcast family. We're on the YouTube channel of at PG Sports now. Give us a like, give us a love, give us some subscribes, help us out. And Dell, Mr. Prince of Player Props himself, and now the picker of kickers, thank you for a lovely episode. Let's have some football, man. It's time for week three. Let's do it. And remember the waiver wire day, Tony, to keep it holy. Keep it holy. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you enjoyed the video, please like it and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Apple Podcast channel for more podcast content. Click below for a special deal of 99 cents for a three-month subscription to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette.